Hello and welcome to the Optional Podcast, episode number 197 for the week of March 2nd, 2020. The Optional Podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment, recorded each week from New York City and bounced around cables and satellites all around the world. And right into your listening device of choice, as always, I'm Paul Tamayo, and this week, forgot to change the copy, but... <laughs> What, my one and only co-host is back, yeah, Cam Brewster. Thank you, Chase thank you Carter so in the house, you yeah. already know. Thank you, Chase, for being here. <laughs> <laughs> now, shout out to Chase. You guys, that was a really good episode. Yeah, man. Thank, um, thanks to Chase again for yeah. helping step in there. It was it was dope to hear the show and just like listen and enjoy it. Nice. Yeah. It, it he dope. didn't fuck up too bad, right? No, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> That's um, good, man. How, how you been? How was your, your getaway? It was good. It was nice reset. Um, I hurt myself. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I fell down a mountain. And that was that was fun. Like Skyrim, you just like fucking yeah, just tumbled like Fusordad <laughs> off the side of a mountain. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm recovering. Um, but it was a good reset, man. Like, yeah. gotta get out of town, oh, especially God. if you live in New York City, where it can get overwhelming here and just feels like you're just never stopping and shit. Yeah, for and real. To smell fresh air, just go up a couple states. I don't even know what that's like. Just go up two states. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to Vermont. It was dope. It was really fun. Um, hang out with some friends. Guess he loves stars. Stars were fucking gorgeous. What's the, that like? the snow. It was cold, but it wasn't like unbearable. Um, and just like little quaint towns driving through. Like nice. we drove through this college town that I was like, I've never seen this. Co- I, I've ne- you know, it's like like a main street. Yeah, it was like main street, and then it just turned into college. Sto- like <laughs> it was like college kids. I'm like, I don't. I can't tell if people traveled to college here or if they're like from local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like such a small college. That's but it was wild. beautiful. It was like these really old buildings, and it's like, man, really cool. That's interesting, man. Yeah. It, it is. It is nice though to like escape the bubble every once in a while because you forget. Like you, you wind up. I mean, I know I, I sure as fuck forget that. Like, wow, there's a whole world out there. There's like, fresh air beyond the Hudson. Yeah, no, it is. Wow, it really is, and it's only like you go only two hours, three hours away. It's yeah, fun. yeah, yeah, for sure. Even <clears throat> even if it's just like. I also find it like a the the wild blessing whenever I go out and there's like no I have no service mm-hmm. or like I intentionally well even like unintentionally I'll forget to like look at my phone all the time and my phone I just you know put it in do not disturb and be like wow Twitter doesn't fucking matter really that that was that's really interesting you said that because uh, that was one of the things I like didn't realize I needed yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. like up in the mountains there's not, there's not too much service except when you have Wi Fi. And when we were in the house, we were all like hanging out, drinking, smoking, yeah, and shit. So yeah, it was yeah. like, you know, we, no one was really on the phone. It was, right. it was it's like nice. Present. Yeah. And when I got back, like to civilization, it was like, oh shit. Yeah. I didn't yeah. do that stuff for work. Yeah. And, and like, <laughs> yeah, for real. And also, like, I don't know. I think every, I, I know I'm very guilty of it as well. Like, I'll be on Twitter yeah. and like, you know, I, I want to be a part of the zeitgeist and like, oh wow, this new trailer. Am I right, everybody? Yeah. And it's like, when you when you go away on a vacation like that, it's so nice to just leave that part of your brain behind and just like like you said, just be present with your friends and like wow, look at these stars. You yeah, know? <laughs> it's 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 nice. It really is really fun. Um, I got to play. Uh, any other things you want to talk? about? Oh, actually, yeah, real quick, I wanted to yeah. shout out. Uh, if you live in New York, I, I've I've like shouted this museum out multiple times. But yesterday, I went with a couple friends and, and my partner. Uh, we checked out the new. 2001 a space odyssey exhibit at the museum of the moving image oh, that's and, a good man that's good oh that museum is so in my opinion like it's right there underrated yeah it's so good and you could take right like the end train yeah i think it's right off the end or i think you can even take the seven to some spot and you can walk around some point. it's all like yeah long island city so much good area. stuff around there too right. yeah well it's more like Est- i think a story yeah 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 uh 
Yeah, but it's it's really good. I mean, if you if you've ever watched 2001: A Space Odyssey, or you're like a little bit of a a, a Kubrick fan of, of sorts, um, <clears throat> yeah. Which I'm not completely, but I like I can appreciate some of his work. But 2001 especially is like super super uh, influential and important for the for the culture, uh, especially like movies and even video games. Especially as somebody who plays a ton of No Man's Sky, <laughs> I was like watching some things directly like, inspired. Oh yeah. god, yeah, I just wanted to go right back home and play No Man's Sky, but. Uh, yeah, it's really good. And then there's like obviously other museums there. There's like the Jim Henson museum uh, exhibit, like the Muppets That's thing. Still it's still there. Yeah, um, and they have a bunch of really cool stuff in there. They and then we we then went and got dinner nearby. There's tons of places oh my to God, go get food. So much there. good food over there. So much good food. Um, and then we just like went back for a 7:30 screening of Akira, which I've never seen in theaters. And apparently. Yeah, no. It's a part of a thing which I need to look up and maybe I'll link it into the show notes if you happen to be in the New York City area, specifically in Queens even, or even on the border of Queens. Um, it's like this local sort of community or, or some sort of like, I don't know, organization that they, they just show like art house movies or like, you know, kind of uh, cult classics and stuff. And the two guys before the movie went, it was a sold out show. Like the theater was huge and it was like, packed. we had to sit all the way in the back, but oh, it was shit. it was totally fine. Um so we, uh, he, they like kind of introduced it like, yeah, you know, we're, we're this organization or whatever, we're this group collective. Yeah. We're this collective. And he's like, what we learned tonight is that we need to show more anime. <laughs> it's like, cause usually we don't like, it's rare for us to get like sold out shows like this. Um, so yeah, it was like, and, and it was interesting hearing it in the context of like, so I mean, like, I feel like by now everyone or mostly everybody has seen Akira or at least come by it or way. yeah. Or come, I mean, talking about influential things, right? right? It's like super influential, especially for a lot of like cyberpunk things and, and especially anime. And, um, he, the, one of the guys, he was like, a, you know, older gentleman like myself. And he was saying like, yeah, you know, when, when I, when I was a kid and this movie came out, it was like a cult classic VHS tape. Like you would like seek out the VHS tape. And I remember like seeing this on tape like i remember seeing it on tape on like a tube tv and being like what is this like this the same way i saw like ninja scroll for the first time right just that ultra violent yeah and you're like oh my god i gotta see more of it wild it was like a two-hour music video Mm -hmm. at least that's how i perceived it as a a kid right and then watching it now as a 31 year old you know in in the year 2020 (laughs) the year of our lord uh it's it just hits so differently and like that movie is very like famously about a bunch of different things but mostly about like you know, the the sort of like um, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the trauma of of dealing with being a country that was like you know a yeah. victim of nuclear war, right? And um, and it, it's it's present in a lot of its things, like a lot of its anime and stuff, and, and even movies and stuff. Uh, but seeing it now, and especially in, the, in these times, it was an experience to watch it in a theater full of people who would like laugh when there were funny beats and which would be like a would gasp whenever there was like a twist because like there were obviously some people in the crowd who had never seen it before. And I always recommend, even if you've seen a movie before, maybe you've only seen it at home. If there is a screening for a movie, like try to watch it in a theater because it's a whole different It'll change experience. Your, yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's like packed out like you. Yeah. You yeah. Know, people reacting, you're going to get a lot more like variations of reactions. And that'll also like kind of cue you into like noticing other things that you didn't notice? Before? Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. And I also had a tasty treat beforehand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was very present in the moment. And yeah. it, it, it reminds me too of like how, you know, there's a lot of rumors and talk of, of a Hollywood remake coming out uh, or, or trying to get into production. And it makes me like, it, it makes me first like very, very skeptical, obviously, and also just kind of like turned off by that whole prospect because it's a very specific 
thing that was from a very specific place with a very specific perspective and you can't just like you know copy and paste it somewhere else yeah exactly so like and also like why would you want to i mean personally speaking i don't know why you would want a live action akira movie because like that's the whole point of that movie like seeing that animation especially yesterday i haven't seen it in like probably 20 years or something yeah um seeing it was like seeing it for the first time it was it's so beautiful you ever seen that video that they were talking about like all the backgrounds and how they were drawn and stuff no it's insane i gotta try to find it it was like a video and this guy was talking about like the the screens and how they like oh interesting drew it all it's, it's like this is intense because it's yeah. like everything is drawn right yeah like, every single hand thing. drawn yeah, hand drawn like, yeah and it's like it, it blows my mind uh that this existed, but oh, the other thing that the guy mentioned too before the, the movie started, which I, which I was why I brought it up, is he said that like yeah, in the nineties, this thing was considered like a, like a cult classic, but also like a thing that was like, you know, looked down upon. It, it was like dismissed because it was like a cartoon or whatever. Like, and especially at that time, you know, like prestige Hollywood cinema and stuff like that. You know, it's still taking its infant steps towards like accepting the the the, the more global scene at large. Like, we, you know, what do you think uh, Scorsese would think about it? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he would, he would, uh, I think he, I, I don't know. I, I think he would probably appreciate it, but he would, he would still be like, wow, this is a lot. He's like, <laughs> he's like, Asakura? Like, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I'm familiar, yeah, I'm familiar with that body of work. Yeah, yeah, Actually, speaking of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I like, I walked out of that theater being like, wow, uh, I have a newfound appreciation yeah. for that movie. And, uh, also just a newfound appreciation for, seeing movies again in theaters, which is one of the, my favorite things I love to do. And um, also, yeah, if you live in New York, like even if you're in one of the outer boroughs or you're maybe in the New York City area, like maybe you're in Jersey or Connecticut or whatever. It's worth a drive. Oh my God. Take take a trip. It's so good, especially on a nice like sunny day. It, it's so worth it. But um, all right, cool. Let's just jump right into uh, what we've been playing. Yeah. So like this one, I kind of wanted to bring up first just yeah, because, um, tag team. well, the, I'm not that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I forgot to write it down. But uh, the lead. When, I was up, uh, when I was in uh, Vermont, I had brought my Switch and my dock just in case, like, we wanted to play some party games and yeah. maybe someone had, um, this is a group of friends that don't, doesn't really play video games too much, not, like, in a way that I play, you know, like, in a, we don't talk about it at all, so right. that was, like, like you said, like, before, like, a couple of weeks ago, I didn't really, like, realize it. It's like it is refreshing to not talk about video games. It is the best. <laughs> it is the fucking best. It's super refreshing, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it is also good to like you know when we have downtime to like pop open my Switch. So I was like in the morning, I was like one of the first people up. So I was just like, All right, I'm gonna... they had a big ass TV, so oh, I hooked nice. up my my Switch, and then uh, more people start streaming in. They watch me play like Luminez and stuff. I saw you on the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was just me and uh, my girlfriend. We were up like drinking coffee, and I was like, "I'm gonna go lay on the floor and play some Luminary." <laughs> Wake my brain up. Yeah, right. Yeah, do and the then pu- uh, do the crossword puzzle. And more people started coming into the couch in the living room area, and then I was like, "Why don't we all play something?" So I downloaded uh, Drawful, the oh, Jackbox game. So good because it's like super it's like easy. Five dollars or something. Yeah, too. it was. It was like super cheap, and. Uh, yeah, everybody just pops up on their phone. We had a fucking blast, like That's crying, a laughing, perfect like, party, really game. good shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to shout that game out because it's it's really dope. Uh, it was just a cool like switch, like it was one of those Nintendo commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
and, and this that's is the second time in my life that that's ever happened where yeah, i'm like yeah. at a party i'm like pull out my switch <laughs> and everybody's like into it yeah they like sit down with a bowl of popcorn like, <laughs> yeah like yeah jared everybody's like into it like, yeah, 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 yeah shout out to anybody who's listening whose name is jared yeah shout out um, to jared but no yeah you it's a good game but just really quickly though it's like it's so everyone can actually it's one of those jackbox games oh, yeah. which are all <laughs> phenomenal but like well, mostly all of them are phenomenal but this one you you log into like a server you go to like a url with a code mm-hmm. and everyone with a smartphone or even an ipad or whatever they can join in and uh um, it's basically like you're, you're it's like uh, what's the what's that other game uh, draw Pictionary. Pictionary it's like Pictionary yeah um, but instead you're you're given a prompt everybody's given a prompt uh, to draw something so everybody draws it and then it, you're, when your drawing gets up there uh, so basically you want to be accurate with your drawing but it's not completely necessary so the way yeah. you get points when your drawing's up is that people guess the prompt right correctly right, right. right? yeah um, but it's the audience's um, job. If this is the way they can get points when they're in that picture is not up, is that they just come up with their own prompt, either try to get it as close to your prompt as possible or try to just trick everybody else into voting for what they think is their the prompt is. Yeah, yeah, the prompt so is yeah. It's a really funny game. So people come up with some really funny shit. And you're just like, damn, like I would have never thought that was what that was. Yeah. Like, and, and every once in a while, too, you'll like somebody will misspell something. So there's there's always like jokes happening when you don't expect it. Absolutely. It's so it's just <laughs> full of like good stuff. Um, yeah, that's a really good game. Uh, I highly It's super fun and you can play for like hours and it's it's really dumb and stupid. Yeah. Fun. yeah. Uh, but other than that, yeah, we got to got a chance to jump into No Man's Sky Nomansky. update, right? Yeah. No Mansky. No Mansky. Uh, I guess the big update. Did they have a title for this update? Uh, I think we just call it the living ship update. Okay, yeah. 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 So um, basically same as normal, but now um, there's this quest where you can get this like egg, void egg? Yeah. And you uh, send you on a quest to get this void egg. You put it on your ship and eventually your ship gets overrun by the egg and you can fly a a living ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm so fucking close. (laughs) I am so close. Because like... Part of the thing is like like you mentioned, you, you, you there's different ways to obtain the egg. I actually just gave you one. Yeah. I have an extra one here. Take it. Um, I saved you from like hours of grinding. Well, I'm gonna have to do it anyway. But the grinding? Yeah, because I'm not using that save file anymore. So because uh, okay. I started, a new I might one I might actually play. have another one. So I'll just give you another. I kind of want to do it. All right. Like you like you know how you were like I kind of just want to do it. Yeah 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 yeah. Well, because I got time, and yeah. that game is all about like just managing your. It time. might also just wind up in your inventory the way it did with me because I was like, I don't even know I had it, but um, yeah. So like the the, the way it works is um, you 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 have the egg in your inventory, and then it sort of like speaks to you in some weird way, and you have to listen to it, and then like you have to go into space, and you get called by a living ship that's talking to you, the the pilot, and it's kind of sort of telling you that like your egg is trying to tell you something. Listen to it. And um, you basically just go on like a quest of trying to pinpoint the different things it needs. And you're going to like these different, so you land on a planet, uh, you go to this like portal and it tells you like, all right, you have to craft this thing mm-hmm. and you have to craft like the membrane or like the 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 brain, the brainstem. So you, you craft the brainstem and you have to like upgrade your um, your multi-tool. And then like once you have that, it'll be like, okay, now go back into space. And then like, okay, now you have to craft the eyes and they have to craft. So you're like crafting parts of the body. But the interesting twist is, um, and I'm not sure if you could you could probably um, futz with the your PS4's clock mm-hmm. internal clock the way people do it with like uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah, you could like um, t- like mess up the the or like advance the clock so that way because uh, you'll get something you'll get a quest a part of, a part of the step in the in the quest that's like you have to wait. 
22 hours for this thing to mature. So like, oh, okay, cool. I have to like wait until tomorrow night to do that. That's how I did it because right. I, I didn't feel any need to like rush through it. So it's been taking me like a week and a half to get it done just because like I don't play it every day, but mm-hmm. I play it maybe like every few days. And But when I do, it's like four hours at yeah. a time. Um, so yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm at the final stages of it and I cannot wait to just finally have that. Because when I get to the Nexus, you can you can usually find some guy like parking lot pimping, like just showing off the car or his, his living <laughs> ship. Um, so I'm so close to finally getting it, but I'm still a little far away. But it's 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 a nice way to get back into the swing of things because you I forgot about like how to make this specific thing or how to refine this or where to find that or how to combine this. And like, as a result, I've been like in that downtime of like, Oh, I gotta wait 22 hours. I'll play for another hour. I've been like working on my base. I've I've been uh, traveling to other planets. I've been upgrading my warp drives. I've been have access now to like red stars, blue stars and green star systems. Like just weird, weird stuff, man. And like, yeah, the game continues to blow my mind in, in ways that I like, don't see coming and it's uh, it is honestly in my opinion one of the most underrated games like yeah it's it's so wild that good. it's not as talked about you know with the constant updates the constant yeah. like care for this game the community is really dope uh this game is just beautiful like uh like you said like we uh i got to jump in with you and chase the other night and uh we're just like kind of all doing our own separate thing but like coming back and like helping each other out like you yeah. giving me like fucking materials yeah, yeah, that yeah i didn't have on my new account and then uh you know just walking through the steps of the thing it's really cool the way the game doles out i just want to, to the reason i started over is because i wanted to see what it was mm. like for a new player right because i have all this baggage i have all these random stuff that they probably don't even use anymore um, like I have all the stuff in my inventory for my regular account. I'm like, I don't know what any of this shit does. Yeah, yeah. So like the new account is a good way to like, just kind of like separate yourself from that and just learn the game over again. Right. Uh, at least the game as at its current state. <clears throat> and I've been having like a ton of fun with that. Just like fixing my base, getting a specialist, um, working on the, like you said, the warp drive, uh, like getting a specific material, getting enough, Getting the backpack refiner, yeah, change oh, changes game the game, changer, bro. You don't have to worry about anything. You just have it on. You keep that thing on. You, you. know how many like refiners I've left behind? Oh yeah, oh, like countless refiners. I finally remembered that I have a freighter. Yeah, like I didn't realize I had that, so I called it in into like the atmosphere, and that's a cool fucking thing to it's do. It's always fucking cool. <laughs> as hell. You just see it like in <laughs> like literally just in space, just like floating above the planet that you're in. Yeah, and it's just like beautiful. And uh, I went there and I had a bunch of materials that I needed for a quest. Oh, nice. Yeah, when I jumped back into my, my old account. So I'm going to work on that one. I just cleared out pretty much everything and I started fresh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I had all these extra materials. I was like, fuck, yes, this is awesome. So I don't yeah. have to like do all the collecting. And stuff. Yeah, because I've, I've heard from other people that have been like, I think I'm just going to start over, which I think is a valid it's thing dope. to do also. But I, I do think there is a way to start over with your current save like because they give you mad shit. They give mm-hmm. you like a bunch of salvage data and other things you can like use to then buy new blueprints. And the I, I mean... One of the more jarring things with the, I think the next update or next or beyond, I forget which one it was, but um, one of the things was like the elements changed. Like it used to be like plutonium and all this other stuff. And now it's like dihydrogen crystals and and sodium and oxygen. I mean, I think oxygen remained the same, but um, the carbon, carbon, everything like changed. I was like, what? Like these are all different elements and, uh, you know, different configurations. But uh, eventually it starts to make sense. You just have to like re-memorize the, the, 
order of operations. It's like, okay. Now there's food in the game, which is wild. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this food? And yeah. you can like use that to like keep yourself afloat, um, literally, uh, while you uh, like out in the wilderness and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I've been having such a good time with this game. It is one of those games where like once you get into it, you're like, damn, I don't ever want to fucking stop playing this. Yep. It's always on my mind. Like literally yesterday, I had, like tweeted you guys like, "Yo, I really want to just go home right now." <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like at work, like I cannot wait to fucking go home and play. Yeah, man, I have a, I finally passed a uh, hundred and something hours, hundred and five hours. Dope. I'm yeah. only in like fifty hours on my real account. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I was like I fight a lot in space, and I got into mm. a battle the, before, and I got like just hit my like hundredth kill. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got yeah. like a platinum. Uh, tag or some yeah, shit. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Oh, dope! I I'm to, dope." <laughs> I used to fight him a lot too, and then I just like it's annoying. Now I just run away. It just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm also about to unlock an upgrade for my hyper for my pulse drive that lets me like ignore like because you know how they can scramble your right. engines or whatever. Like this new thing will let me just be like, "Nope, sorry." Because yeah. like it's like every once in a while you'll get maybe you'll maybe you'll get some cool stuff from the ship that like crashes and blows up, but. I feel like nine times out of ten, it's just like annoying. It's it like is. it just gets in your way. I feel like it's a, it's a prompt for you to like. I also like spend so much money on uh, chromatic metal and like things that I don't need to have to worry about anymore. So I'm always like, I always have enough for my warp drive, my launch thrusters, um, like all the little minute shit. Like I'm, I, I always have enough sodium, all that shit. I also like, I think Chase mentioned uh, last week, I believe, uh, upgrading every time you enter a system. Yeah. At the space station and at the when you call in the Nexus, or it's called the Space Anomaly. Right. Um, if you have enough money, uh, always you can always upgrade your exosuit twice. Yep. So like, get a space, like get a cargo. I would say get one cargo space and get one normal inventory space, and then leave the cargo stuff obviously for like carbon and oxygen, right. dihydrogen crystals, like things that you're gonna need a ton of that you're never gonna like escape. And uh, anytime you're on a planet and you just, if it happens to be near you, just pick it up, throw in your cargo space and like you never have to worry about it over time because like, you, you never reach the cap where you're like, oh, okay, now I have to use this or like now I have to like, you know. That's a fact. Um, so yeah, it's just like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm like slowly becoming like a master of this game. I guarantee you this is probably going to be the first game or the, the game that's inspired by this game is going to be the first game that is the um, Ready Player One game. Yep, 100%. Like this is, this is the thing. 100%. Like you can just feel it. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's like it's a world. It's like it, you can live in no man's sky. Absolutely, you can you can become a trader. You can become a, yeah. a scientist. A, the fact that you can trade with other people, and like you can make your own kind of currency. Yeah, like yo, I'm giving up void eggs today. Right, meet me such and such. You know, yeah, like yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. You can just so set up cool. literally set up shop at a space station, and you can be like, all right, I want this for this. Right. And that's cool. It's like direct player to player action. The yeah. game is like letting you do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, we, I mean, we should definitely start. I mean, we have uh, we have like clans and stuff in other games, but yeah. I am one thousand percent into the idea of starting like a optional community on. We're gonna get no man's sky. <laughs> yeah, but we can just we can just be chill passive. Yeah, 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 you right, know, right. just be like, hey man, we're just like we're just like stoners in space, man. That's funny. Um, I'm into it. Yeah, but... Uh, what else have you been playing? With? So, in addition to that, I've been playing two other little indie games that came out this week. Um, one is called Blood Roots. Uh, it's actually written by Nick Sutner, who used to be, like, a writer over at 1UP and, like, yeah. kind of, like, one of the OGs. And, um, yeah, so Blood Roots is this sort of... I think it's, like, isometric, technically, but you're, it's, like, an action-adventure game where 
you it varied in the style of Hotline Miami, where you have to clear sections of a larger level as this sort of uh, it looks like it's colonial era. It could it could be anywhere really. It could be mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure where exactly it takes place, but it could be like America or Australia, whatever. But you are one of those said people, and you like kind of snap. You lose it. You get betrayed by like a former, I guess, friend of yours or something. And uh, you die and then you come back to life and your whole goal is like revenge. So you and you just like you go around. And it's like very much like Hotline Miami, Hotline Miami, Miami, Miami. Uh, <laughs> you're going not, from, not wrong, <laughs> not wrong. Technically, <laughs> uh, you're going from section to section and you, you you can get hit once and you're dead. So you have to like Bullshit. intentionally avoid them and, and strike first or like you know, strike them in the right way. Cause sometimes they'll have like a condition where they can't be, they have to be hit twice or they have to be hit in a certain way. So, um, and you're going around and you're just like picking up whatever you can find, like an ax or even like you can grab a fish and put the fish on their head. You can grab like pots, put them on the head. You can, uh, there's like swords and like, there's like uh, fireworks you can use. Like, so it's, it's very like, it almost feels like if you like hot, very much like hotline Miami where you're picking up guns, like whatever's around the area or bats or whatever. Mm. Or like sneaking up and cracking their necks, but in this one, it's very cartoony, like super over the top, and it kind of feels like uh, like a Jackie Chan action sequence where you're like scrambling around, you're like grab the ladder, grab the ladder, yeah. and you like hit them with the ladder, or you're like <laughs> exactly <laughs> of the shopping cart, or whatever. And um, so it's very like frenetic and and uh, exciting in a lot of different ways, but it's very like fast paced, and um, there are a couple moments that, like from the you know hour or two that I played so far where like you are incentivized to just like have fun just like just have fun kill these enemies and it's very forgiving in the sense that like if you let's say you get like two screens into that section of the stage and you die you there's always a checkpoint you go back to so sometimes it's, it kicks you back a little far and you're like oh whatever but it's most it's mostly like any kind of roguelike sort of game you are um you, you eventually get to the you get the rhythm of it and you're like you're doing things second nature so you're not really thinking about it so much and and it's a lot of fun i, I streamed it up on friday i believe so it's on the youtube on the kotaku youtube so if you wanted to check it out like what it what it looks like I, I streamed it for a little bit but in addition to that um one of the other games i played this week that i also made a video for is called iris and the giant it's a game that's on mac os uh windows and linux and it is a like sort of collectible card game rpg tactics style game like very much in the vein of like um what's the what's that one slay the spire where okay. you're yeah so you're like you know you have cards you deal the cards each card is like basically an action so it's either like defensive a healing ability a special ability or, or just a straight up attack whether it's melee or like long distance ranged attacks and um you basically have to just clear levels so you're going like up this giant structure and very much like a uh, roguelike once you die you get kicked back to the very beginning of that structure aka the beginning of the game entirely and uh excuse me Ooh, that was good. Thank you. Bless you. And then you like have to just start all over again, but with each turn that you start over for like the the entire game, you'll get like some buffs. So you'll get like either some abilities or some more some new cards for your arsenal. Um, there's a thing called like imaginary friends. So they're like they kind of uh, function as like a passive ability, like they're behind you. And the story itself, though, like the way the what it's rooted in and what it's like sort of embedded inside of, was really cool. I wasn't expecting it to be this moving story at all and it's about iris the the, the titular character and uh she gets yeah, dropped off what's up so yeah you got a nice vocab. Vocab. yeah i'm telling you man i'm stepping yeah. it up bro um she gets dropped off at swimming lessons uh, by her father and uh she has a hard time like she's at the on top of this diving board and the kids below her are like teasing her and laughing at her 
and um, she jumps into the pool <laughs> and then like thus starts the journey of this story of her literally fighting her inner demons so that the, the characters you're fighting against are your are her inner demons and every once in a while as you play the game you'll encounter these little collectible items called memories and much like they are titled they're, they're memories so you pick them up it's a it's a cut not really a cut scene it's like an illustration with some voice acting and the text below that just describes what's happening in those sort of illustrations mm-hmm. and um their memories of her like her trauma of like dealing with depression so it's her escaping into video games uh and you know ignoring her family life and her being bullied or Shit. uh her teacher you know sort of reprimanding her for not being able to speak in front of the class and like having Damn. so it's like this is about me <laughs> that's what i was saying i was like did someone write a, uh, a game about me um i like literally had a like a panic attack on friday and i had to like, had to, like run out of the, the office oh, man. um sorry to hear that no nah, it was the worst thankfully i have medication now yeah, so it works yeah. um the actual medication i'm not trying to be cheeky about it like i, I went to my doctor and i got it checked out both but are valid both are valid too yeah. for sure and I, I very much partake in both but um it's a really really cool game and, and it was something that i wasn't expecting to sneak up on me like that and uh i have again i have a video on it on kotaku and, and the youtube and stuff so check it out if, you, if that sounds interesting to you and like also it's on mac and linux too so if you have a laptop and you want a really dope card game to play on the go this is like a like a no-brainer. Like if you wanted something that like doesn't necessarily require internet connection or whatever, uh, check it out. I yeah. think it's super, super worth the it. The art style is really dope. Oh, it's, oh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, it's like this sort of really uh, 2D, um, but like sort of set in a 3D space. And it looks like almost like cubist paintings, like yeah. like, like a Picasso basically. And um, yeah, man, it's, it's beautiful all around. Like I, I really, really enjoyed it. And like I could potentially even see it becoming one of my favorite games of the year like I, I want to continue playing it because i want to see like how it evolves especially how it handles some of that story because i think games for the most part we talked about a little bit about gris or grease whatever oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the discord earlier this week and, and shout out to chase also for bringing this up too but yeah like i think that game also doesn't really handle some of those themes perfectly you know like right. well it's like those, those are really tough to to to, to, to get right and sometimes things get oversimplified or or things get like I don't know, yeah, misrepresented that, or whatever. Like, you know, we saw that with like Hellblade and shit like that. When people are like, it's about mental health, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> we're going deep. Uh, so it, it's not perfect, you know what I mean? But like, I, I still can appreciate what it what it's trying to do. And um, yeah, man, I, I like it a lot. I, I I might even actually, this this my little Chromebook here runs Linux. So I might actually try to install it on here because that would be like the f- perfect fucking game to play on, on my Chromebook. But um, yeah, man, uh, what about you? You still playing... Uh, yeah, so uh, the last time I was on this show, <laughs> uh, a couple weeks ago, I was talking about Frostpunk. Uh, that's on Game Pass right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's a real-time strategy, uh, like city builder, kind of keep your people alive situation. Right. Build out your town. Yeah. Um, but it's set in like a post-apocalyptic world where everything is co- cold and you just have to kind of manage the heat, manage your people, make laws and stuff like that. So I'm still working on the same city that I left off with. And like I said uh, the last time, there's going to be a turning point where I will, everything will just turn on me and just oh, yeah. turn the shit. Yep. And I will be scrambling for thing. And that's the best part about these type of games where you're like, fuck, all right, now it's crisis mode. Yeah. yeah. Let's figure this shit out. And sure enough, the other day this happened, Ugh. like, um, so the, they have like the, a timer on the top right corner of your, uh, of the UI 
and basically it just counts down the days and it tells you like the temperature if there's going to be a temperature drop temperature spike Mm. um and there was a temperature drop coming up and i had like maybe two days just to get resources enough to like deal with that so the main resources are coal wood steel and um there's another one. I forgot what it is, but heart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's, what was good with heart? I don't know, man. Did he ever help? Yeah, he, I mean, he would like. I mean, he had Change like the monkey. Mind that shit, shit was yeah. kind of like low key racist. Low key racist. Because he was like, yeah, no, it's very, <laughs> it was very, very, very racist. racist. <laughs> did, like, what was uh? Yeah, but this is a whole different tangent. No, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. shout out to heart. <laughs> um, <laughs> no one knows his name. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it. It uh so I had to like gather all this stuff um before this like temperature drop comes down. So like if anything, if it's below negative forty if it's below negative thirty degrees, you're if your people walk while uh, working where there's no heat, if you don't have any like portable um generators mm-hmm. or heat sources, they're gonna freeze and get frost uh frostbite and stuff like that. So I had a Three people get frostbite at once because I wasn't really paying attention to like their working conditions. You fucking monster, monster, fucking right? Jeff Bezos ass. So I had uh, in my previous playthrough, I had play, I had made a medical tent that can handle like minor um, injuries and stuff like that. If people are getting like hurt or you know stuff like that, I can treat them and they'll they can get back to work. Uh, it only has like five to six slots in it, so like my beds were never getting really full. But as soon as like temperature dropped, frostbite count comes up, they were like, yo, you need to put in a new law where that um, the medical centers can either amputate people. Oh, God. And they can like, they'll be fine, but morale will go down. This is called discontent. So they have discontent and hope is the two meters that you can get. So discontent will go up, and hope but hope will go. will go like up as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then there's another one that was like, don't amputate, and they can be treated, but they're taking up beds, so no one else will be able to be treated. And then you, nice. you're going to have to figure out a place to put these people. So they're basically just a burden. They're just sucking up resources at that point. They're sucking up food. They're sucking wow. up the heat source. So it's like... Oh, you slowly become a libertarian. Bruh, okay. <laughs> it, it makes you like make these hard oh decisions. God. And you don't, you don't have to make laws. Right, right, right. You don't have to, but the laws can either help you or just like help you for the time being or like can like really screw you the fuck over. So like I have a medical tent. I don't have enough resources to make a actual like medical facility that can handle mm. a, a sickness like frostbite. So I'm like, all right, well it's law. Now we're going to start cutting people's shit off. <laughs> it's the law. Bitch. Yeah. It's the law, bitch. So I was like, it's like 30% of the, your, of the occupants in the medical center uh, will be amputated on. They'll be fine. But they can't work anymore until you like go down the list, and then like the more technology you get, eventually you can see in the the technology tree you can get um um amp- amp- uh, what is that called um prosthetics okay for your people so okay. you can get back to work, and it'll expand your your pool of people that you can pull from. So yeah, all this shit is happening, and I'm just Oof. like, it's going downhill, and I'm so I have all these amputees in this medical center, so now I have to like build a care center that i can put them in where they're not a burden anymore they're being fed they're being taken care of hope goes up but now my workforce is shut down like it's literally 10 people are in there freezing to death 
<laughs> it's, it's, all this shit is just going down. They can't just pull themselves up by their bootstraps, <laughs> by their bootstraps Man, and get fuck? it together. But I'm like, nah, I need health care for everybody. Stop being poor. I'm that guy. Like, I was like, health care for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get it. Like, let's go. And it, it shows you, like, some of the problems, like, in a very sure, sure, simplified sure. version, yeah, of course. Yeah, this yeah. is not going into detail of, like, who gets what kind of services. Let's be clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not trying to be Bernie Sanders or anything. But I was just like, I can't morally, I can't just let these people fucking die. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, all this shit was happening. I'm running out of resources. This cold um, drop comes in, and everything just turns to shit. Damn. My, I have to, like, turn on my generator to overheat, like, the main source of heat. I turned it, like, over. You can overclock it, so it'll, like, spread out more heat, but you're burning fuel, like, mm. like that, like, quick. And sure enough, it overheated, and the generator died. Damn. Now no one's, and then like everybody died. So like uh. I started over a couple times, or like from a previous save, and I was like trying to do it, but I guess it was just too. I had already fucked up at some point, and I couldn't really pinpoint where that was. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for events. my second playthrough. Uh, I started yeah. today uh, just to like get back into it, and uh, it was just really fun. It's a really cool like crisis management game. I like that like frantic like fuck. I can fix this. Yeah, yeah I can yeah, fix yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. give me some time. Right. You know, like let Put me this get fire this. Out. Yeah, right, right, right. So it's one of those. It's kind of very No Man's Sky ish with with a lot more problems. Like oh, man. you know, like a No Man's Sky, there's never really no repercussions. Right. For anything. Yeah, that's true. Because it's just you. For yeah, the most you could part. just you know make sure you're alive and that's it. You know, so and when you die, it's like oh here's your stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, just go pick it up again. <laughs> you just go pick it up exactly. Yeah. Uh, other than that, that game is really good. I think everybody should at least try it. If you have um Game Pass, it's worth it. Um, if you're into those type of games, I think it's it could be uh, best beneficial. Deal. Yeah, best deal in gaming. It's so good. Um, and then um this kind of leads into like one of our questions, but um I'll just bring it up right now. But I got to play some Smash Brothers Ultimate um a couple days ago at work. Um, I play with my, my a buddy of mine all the time. Well, he's usually always playing, so like I'll jump in and just let him like I'll be his punching bag. And he could try out new moves and shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like on a moving target. Um, so we were playing the other day, and we were we had a bunch of downtime, uh, and then a bunch of other people started coming back, and one guy was like, "Oh, I have I have a switch. I got Smash. Oh, nice." So we jumped into a room, and we just like brawling and then like awesome. sure enough it was like we had an audience <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then another kid jumped in he was like oh i got my switch and it was switch really cool commercial. like we were like having such a good time we'd never like i don't know these people outside of work and we were just like bonding over this video game That's that was wild. like really dope um and yeah it was just really cool byleth sucks hate that character yep not surprised yeah <laughs> really good character if you know how to play but oh man yeah such a beast uh, Smash Brothers continues to be a very good game. Yeah, like uh, a few weeks ago, when uh, shout out to Natalie when she was in town. Nope. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean no shout out for Natalie. She whipped our listen, ass. Listen, we, listen, we listen. We got to be humbled every once in a while <laughs> on the optional podcast. I don't appreciate that shit coming yeah, to my yeah. hood. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, she uh, she was like, we just booted up some some Smash, yeah. and we did not get a single win. Not 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 like, one. We played like what? I, I probably matches, got like bro? one stock off her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I I got a couple <laughs> stocks. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. <laughs> complete trash oh, i'm i'm doo-doo uh but you yeah, know no i'm i'm horrible at that yeah. game but it's still a fun fucking game so, to play. so it's so good to lose in that yeah game. and that's an important and to like play key. around with all these characters that you know yeah, just trying yeah. out new shit you're like i'm yeah. just gonna be dumb today and i'll yeah. you know just duck run hunt. around yeah, yeah. <laughs> no duck hunt's a great character yeah. don't do that also i forgot to say uh i played sonic 2 with heather earlier this week like 
the original like sonic 2 like genesis yeah Me- it, mega drive it's on well it's on the like um i forget what they're called like sonic uh sega classics or whatever like okay. they re- they re-release them on iphone and android and then they put them on switch oh cool. so we played it the other day and we kind of talked about the sonic movie where I, I gushed about it even more uh sonic 2 still a quality video game yeah i haven't played that in a while I liked that one a lot just yeah. because it was like, damn, I, I can actually like join in with my brother yeah, yeah, <laughs> back yeah. in the day, you right, know, right, like, right. and it was the first one to like introduce the, like the revving up thing, like, you, oh, could, yeah. like mm-hmm. you know, duck down and do it. Um, it was really cool, like bonus area games and just like a really fucking good game still. Like the Sonic games are like fucking good, man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm a that soundtrack Sonic is really good. Sonic 2 soundtrack is yeah, phenomenal. Definitely. Uh, all right, cool. Jumping into the news this week, uh, our first story continued to be one of one of many uh, sequences of events that have been occurring due to the coronavirus. But uh, GDC, the Game Developers Conference, has been quote unquote postponed to summer. I'm taking this from Kotaku, but following the exit of several major exhibitors, the organizers of the Game Developers Conference said Friday that the show, originally scheduled to take place from March 16th to the 20th in San Francisco, will be postponed until the summer due to concerns over the spread of coronavirus. Um, they released an official statement uh, saying, after close cons- uh, consultation with our partners in the game development industry and community around the world, we've made the difficult decision to postpone the Game Developers Conference this March. We fully intend to host a GDC event later in the summer. We will be working with our partners to finalize the details and we'll share more information about our plans in the coming weeks. So, like, we've, we've been hearing a lot about stuff happening at, well, before, at PAX, uh, before PAX happened and people yeah. were dropping out, like PlayStation and stuff like that. And, um, it's uh, and of course we've been seeing uh, a lot of concerns around the coronavirus as it continues to uh, become more and more of an actual uh, pandemic, a yeah. problem. Yeah, and um, we talked about it a little bit last week, but this week a lot more people have been dropping out of, of events. Events have been yeah. being canceled, and it's kind of tragic because like GDC in particular, like it's not cheap to if you're a developer, especially to like buy a ticket and, and you know make accommodations and all that stuff like a lot of that stuff is not refundable you can't get your money back I, I saw a couple tweets going around about like some folks raising money to help you know alleviate some of that burden for especially for like international developers and stuff so it's pretty wild man I, i'm i am um i am super super curious to see how this continues to evolve as as time moves forward and like i man, honestly think it's it's worth it though oh absolutely you absolutely. know like un- unfortunately there's a lot of money at stake but I think I think the the contingency is worth it just because it can it, it'll be worse. You know, 100%. getting all those people together is you're bound to have somebody who doesn't know that they have it. Yeah, yeah. And people yeah. you can walk around with it and you don't know. You can be a carrier. You can yeah. be a carrier, yeah. So like Yeah, so what we had the first person die in the States recently. Yeah. Um, you know, just last week we were like, Oh, we're free, you know, like there's a couple of people here, but it's fine. Yeah. That shit changes so fast, man. So yeah. I I would stay away from big, you know, unfortunately, like in a metropolitan city like we live in, it's unavoidable. You can mm-hmm. only just, you know, hope, hope and, you know, try to keep your hands clean, keep yeah. your hands out of your face, yeah. uh, maybe wear a mask if you can find them. But yeah. there's Wash really nothing you can do. <laughs> Wash your hands. You know, just stay out of people's face and, yeah. you know, you know, cover your mouth when you cough and stuff like that. But it just stuff happens so fast. Yeah, man. It's scary. It's super scary. Super, super scary. But yeah, wash your hands. Make sure you're doing it the right way, too. And also, like... Don't just be washing I, your I, I've been reading a lot of cool, like, articles and, like, things about, like, you know... Uh, it was, like, that 
one anecdote about the guy in Miami or whatever. He just came back from China. Uh, he was sick. Uh, so he got himself checked. Turns out he only had the flu. But then he was left with like a bill he couldn't pay. Ugh. And it was like, this country sucks. It's the worst, <laughs> It bro. sucks because it's just going to deter people from fucking getting checked. Right. And saving more people. And they people. cost like three Gs apparently to get Bruh. checked. Bruh. Fuck is going on? If you on? don't have good insurance, it's why would you even? Bro, Medicare for all. You know, you're going to put that VIX under your nose and keep pushing. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, there was a good tweet thread I was talking about last night with my friends about like, uh, I forget who the guy is, but he's like a really cool like political commentator, mm-hmm. dude. And um, he talked about like, yeah, the, this stuff is going to be determined by the, the height of the floor, not the ceiling. So it's like the, right. we are in the same you know, situation with the people who have the least access to healthcare and the least resources to do that stuff. And especially I saw also another tweet thread get retweeted by uh, um, somebody actually who I met last year at uh, E3, shout out to Dante. He, he posted a, a really cool thread about like food service workers, people who are like most impacted by this kind of shit. And they're the people handling our food. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, I don't understand how people don't, don't get that this is a, a, a crisis. This is an emergency. Like, it's not just like a luxury that only a few of us can afford. It affects everybody. It's fucking wild because, like, this hits close to home just because, like, my job, uh, they just changed their, like, attendance policy and stuff like that about, like, calling out and mm. stuff like that. And they become more strict, right? So CDC put out, like, a guideline and, like, you know, tips on, like, you know, stay home if you're feeling sick. Right. You know, like give it a time. If you can't make it to a medical facility. Yeah. You know, stay home. Don't go to work. Right. That goes absolutely against my policy. policy. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been bringing it up at work because I'm that person. And you, sometimes you fucking need to be that person. You know? Yeah. No one can give me answers. Well, we'll work with you if you really need. To. Nah, that's not. You're going to get people fucking sick. I, I work in an industry where we're literally going. Well, not me, but like. Our people are going into people's homes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not it's not gonna work, bro. <sighs> it's not gonna work. I'm handling literal product from you know overseas and stuff. So it's just it's I wouldn't be surprised if someone of you know, someone close to us gets it. So Yeah. You know, just protect yourself. Protect yourself, yeah. Whatever you do, you know, I know money is important, you know, your job security is important, but like stay home. Yeah, for real. Like do do yourself and do others a favor yeah, because it's, it's like it's better off than dying, bro. Yeah, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, like I've been the last couple of places I've been at for work, even my current job, like yeah, it's a it's definitely like a priority. Like, look, if you're not feeling good, stay home right. because you're gonna make it worse, and you're gonna get other people sick. Absolutely, so it's like that's for in general. Do the right it's, thing, it's not for yeah. like this crazy pandemic. Totally, and it, and it sucks that there are employers out there who just do not understand they don't give a shit and they don't give a shit the bottom line is the most important thing 100% they could give a fuck if you it's it's some frost punk shit for real Mm -hmm. it's like they could give a shit if you die or you get amputated you get a fucking leg amputated or whatever it's like all right, well whatever (laughs) fuck it child labor laws baby let's go (laughs) um all right next story uh I think it's our last story pretty pretty light news week from what I could tell but um this was something that I I saw floating around twitter that I found really strange but uh this is taken from kotaku luke wrote this but he uh titled gamestop's concept stores of the future are very sad uh, i don't know if you saw this yeah. but um again taking this from kotaku but gamestop wants to center a video game retail universe is in serious trouble as physical sales decline and with them trade-ins the company's bread and butter they're desperate to find new ways to get people in the door and spend money a little too desperate maybe while gamestop's efforts over the last few years have been centered on flooding stores with merch and funko pops which is very fucking true mm-hmm. some concept stores 
the company, wait, some concept stores, the company is currently testing out, move into the more social approaches. So they have these like areas in the back of the store, apparently, or like, I think they're trying to like outfit the entire store to be like these like gaming like hubs. hubs. Yeah, yeah. So they have like a retro gaming area and a bunch of other things. But like, I mean, talk about like, first of all, talk about horrible timing. Like, I don't think this is being rolled out everywhere. Uh, I think to, I think it's being tested in, in like specific areas but it that makes sense it does seem like um a hail mary last attempt to get people to like get go to like brick and mortar stores and a part of me wonders like this this could be cool right if done correctly like i always think about i mean on paper the concept of like a barcade or something yeah. sounds cool but like nine times out of ten i'm usually not in the mood to go to one of those places because it's like Usually, like, arcade games, which are fun. When they were more novel, it was cool. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. But now it's, like, packed with bros and, like, sticky floors and, like, it's loud and it's, like, kind of not what I want. It's not what you want. Not what I want. I just want to, I don't want to wait in line to play some pinball. Right, right. But, (laughs) and, like, I think a store that kind of gets it a little better is there's a store called Waypoint Cafe in the Lower East Side. Yeah, yeah. You've been there before? Yeah, no, we've talked about it on yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it totally works. It's just like, hey, it's like a little cafe, and you can go, there's like tab- there's tables for tabletop stuff, and there's like PCs in the back. There's like screens to hook up for your PlayStation and stuff or your Switch. I think that's cool. I would love to see more of that kind of stuff because right. that would make me, if, if there was one like two blocks from here, I would be there all the fucking yeah, of time. of course. You can get yourself a rig. Yeah. I think those are more, well, I remember like a story like maybe a couple years ago was talking about like a store like giving out high like rent you can rent out a high-end pc yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a streaming space so you can like get your like shit off the ground and stuff like that and that's really cool it's very niche mm-hmm. but like i think now it's more you know more reality than it is like a concept right but, like this it is a good idea right but it's too late no one cares about i mean there are people that fuck with GameStop. I feel like it'll always be like a staple in like the hood, especially. Yeah, because they're they're everywhere. They're everywhere, right? And it's like the only way you can get some shit. Like usually when people talk about games, they're like, oh yeah, GameStop. Like, you know, like in a casual way. Right. I don't know, but like what are they gonna charge you? Like your whole console just to get an hour worth of fucking (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, Yeah, I don't know how this is gonna work. It it, it doesn't seem like it's gonna be rolled out like it's gonna be super expensive. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't seem like it's gonna be an actual thing that gets, you know, into the world, which is probably a good thing but especially like during this time and age but i don't know i um last night like every once in a while i'll like i'll go to gamestop even over here and i'll like just to get like a fucking controller or something like something that i can't find anywhere else or i can't just like immediately download um yeah but yeah it is weird that like oh yeah it says here while all this stuff would be free customers would need to have a power up rewards membership to play Ugh. so what is that you know no, hard pass yeah don't do it See? just sign up for games pass get a 200 dollars xbox that ever get At games shell, pass. Out, shell out that bread you're good you yeah. got games for days um and also <laughs> if you just want to like i don't know if you want to just play games with friends there's just got to be different ways to do it yeah maybe maybe like support local community i low-key one game seven die but. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I know like, there's mad people that work there and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, cool. Before we jump into the second half of the show, I'm actually going to take a quick break, but uh, we'll be right back. All right, cool. Jumping into questions for the week. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to send an email directly to us at questions at the-optional.com. That's true. Or you can drop into our questions channel in Discord, or if you're 
the bravest of the brave, which we're still waiting for, <laughs> uh, download the Anchor app, or I guess you could do it on your, on your browser too. I'm not sure, but um, check out our Anchor profile and leave us a Anchor voice, voice message. Yeah, because yeah. there's I think there's even a link in the show notes. If there isn't, I'm gonna just put another link. So maybe there might be two this week. Either one works. Uh, send us a voice message. Uh, Bo writes in. If you needed to defend yourself with no training, are you more confident using a nunchuck or a sai? <laughs> this is a very good question. So for those who don't know, sai is like the Leonardo. Is it no, Leonardo? Raphael. Raphael. Yeah. Like those like the three prong. prong fucking heavy metal fucking <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah. Those things are fucking Those dope. things are scary. I though. remember my best friend in uh, elementary school, him and his dad were martial artists and he used to have those shits. Oh, shit. They were heavy. And his dad used to make them train with the adult size shits. What? Bruh. What the fuck? <laughs> that's wild. Martial arts families are weird. Yeah, it's it's just like basketball families. That's it's like, true, yeah. They go hard. It's like, nah, you're shooting on the regulation. <laughs> Karate is <Yeah>. life. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fact, though. <laughs> they were very serious about their like martial arts and shit. Um, I feel like the sigh, I feel like I can handle those a little bit better. Yeah, same. Nunchucks are a little bit more unwieldy in nature just in general like physics yeah and i feel like i would hurt myself more with nunchucks 100 percent. yeah you know unless you fall on the side like you said before but i also feel like the side the side is more like like more controllable but i feel like you could easily trip and then like (laughs) puncture your lung or something you know what i mean so like but i because i feel like in general generally speaking i would much rather have a blunt object yeah than a sharp one well because size they can be blunt on top too and you just whack somebody with that heavy metal, man. That is true. You know what I'm saying? Or with the fucking, the, the butt. butt. Yeah. Fucking, like, how true. you gun butt somebody with a side? <laughs> how you side butt somebody? Side butt. Uh, all right, cool. are dope, man. They're yeah. illegal in New York now, so. They're, they are? Yeah. They were very illegal. We're open carry state. Yeah. We're open. <laughs> I don't know if you can open carry, but you can definitely put them in your bag. Start wearing shirts that like you gotta pry my nunchucks from my cold dead fingers. It's funny because we have a close friend who used to carry around oh, a set God. of nunchucks, like real nunchucks, and that used to be the funniest thing Hilarious. ever. Hilarious. We yeah. have yeah, we got some weird friends, yeah, bro. Absolutely. Like swords and trunks and shit. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Jesse's got a question. How long can people deny games are political when international politics are affecting games every day? This is a the shorter condensed version of his longer question, which. Yeah. Actually, I might, maybe I'll read a little bit of it because it, it, it kind of did bring up a more interesting, I guess, a little bit of a context context and flavor. Yeah, give us some bite to uh, it. But his, his larger question, which led him to that one, was, uh, as the world moves closer to gl- total globalization and things like climate change or the coronavirus or trade wars or the international nature of game production and labor rights affects the entire planet, do you think this could be an opportunity to make gamers more politically and socially mature and stop being such immature, self-involved losers? I think... Of this, especially in light of the gaming-related uh, coronavirus news, I don't. I don't good have question. I don't. Yeah, that is a very good question. I just don't have the faith that people will do the work. I want people to do the work, but I think that like using the shit that's already a problem when we were trying to get you to do this when it was less of a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now's not the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not, not that it's not the time. There's always time to learn and like get more aware of shit. But like, I don't think that I think they'll dive more into escapism and denial. And oh, well, it's not really. I don't want to deal with my problems. Right. Keep it out of my. Yeah. Like, I, just, I go to games to escape, bro. Yeah. The, you're dying. And you and don't use <laughs> that fucking word, please. I'm just asking nicely. Yeah. I, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think one thing is like. Uh, I think you're right. I think I think like my more like cynical side yeah. is like it's too fucking late. The other my my more hopeful uh, 
uh, Hinata Haikyuu side <laughs> wants to believe that like there is a path forward. It's one of the reasons why one of the main reasons why I do the show, right? It's like yeah, yeah. I do think there, and, and we've we've already started cultivating a really wonderful community, absolutely. And Discord, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and we love all of you. Like, thank you for listening, first of all, but also even more so, thank you for like asking these kinds of questions and and, and raising these kinds of, and engaging. Yeah, because yeah. like I think I think what the one of the main problems with like especially like niche media coverage is that it tends to ignore that stuff and it, it doesn't want to get into it because for so long, and this is like preaching to the choir. Y'all, y'all you all have heard this by now from a million different sources and stuff but for so long games have just been like treated like sports almost right where right. it's like keep that shit out like well not not all sports obviously there's some really great sports writing out there rp deadspin yeah for sure. um but like you know there's like th- for so long games especially has been treated as like a, a product driven medium and, and you know this again like i said this has been talked about to death by now but i do think um for the most part the main problem is that it can we continue to conflate or confuse these small groups that are the most vocal so like i always think about like my even like my youtube views like if i get if i had if i do a video that's like <laughs> lucky enough to get like let's say 10,000 views right um which is a lot it's a that's lot of views fucking, that's amazing right but like ig is right, getting the, like the two grand 200k things, right? in like an hour uh, and I, i'll get that 10k in like a month but like i think sometimes it's like okay look at the numbers right 10k views i'm using very loose general right. numbers uh 2000 upvotes maybe 500 downvotes and then there's like comments. 50 comments and they're all like fuck you you're bullshit or like some of them might be like actually this is a legitimate question um we tend to like focus on the negative stuff. on the negative stuff and and we go like wow look at these communities talking about this thing when a lot of times it's like not that big of a deal it really ain't 50, about 50 like, ain't that bad yeah <laughs> 50 negative <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah. Not that it's bad. a good day it's yeah. a good monday um i was yeah. actually saying this the other day like um someone put like oh like twitter's going crazy we're always arguing about this 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 and that i'm like twitter's not real not real. It's not real. Like it's a chat room. You absolutely. It's it's not as loud as you think it is. Big facts. You oh know, because like we on. get stuck in these. Drop another one. Right? Yeah. So like we get stuck in these um, you know, these bubbles, and we just can't not see it. So you just like ah, you're just yelling. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you're just angry, and you're, it feels like the world is like consumed by this one thought, or like right. you know, a thing that you don't agree with, or a thing that you do agree with. It's like, it's not real. It's not real. Like, use the world around you. And then, like, one fucking uh, Cambridge Analytica bot will come in and be like, fuck you, actually, you're wrong. And then you're like, no, I can't believe <laughs> right, it. Right, and right, right. And then you get, like, you know. I'm still going to use the word savage motherfucker. Yeah, fuck you. And, oh, God. I, I'm still blocking people. Oh, yeah, you got to. But that, and that's the thing. Like, that's the beauty of it, right? You can block it and, like, keep pushing forward and yeah. just use the fuel that's good. You know? Yeah, totally, totally. And, and and also, just, like, really quickly to answer this question, oh, I yeah. do think that, um, so... I I think that there there's going to be like a a turn eventually because I think um I hope I hope in my heart in my in my heart of hearts I hope that more people will start to understand that games aren't the end all be all like it's not just the only thing you should be concerned about like one of the one of the things we love about our show is our feeling it section Absolutely. where we talk about things that are not video game related even though they might be like pop culture yeah. stuff it's like hey look everybody Get out of your bubble, like you said. Mm-hmm. Go take a fucking break. Go to Vermont. Go yeah, to wherever. Seriously. Um, and like get some hot honey. 
Yeah, and like that, <laughs> like read a fucking book, go yeah. to a museum, check out a movie, just something different. Just do something different and realize that like you know that shit you were complaining about or the shit that was like seemed like such an outrageous thing to say or even like bring up, really isn't that outrageous. And also like understand that these companies are not your friend. And Absolutely. like we talked about last week, shout out to Chase again, but like don't stand companies and like yeah, no just, standing brands. Yeah, like don't just, stand brands. Don't stand brands. <laughs> like just think about stuff more critically and and just be more responsible with your voice and. I think the yeah. the older that audience will also get like I was at the museum yesterday and there were like teenagers running around like you know snapchatting and like taking Instagram pics and all that stuff and like making TikToks or whatever the fuck they do nowadays. Yeah, word. Um and like you know at one point me and my partner and our our two friends we were just like kind of like looking at them but also just being like wow look at the youth like you know like they're going to be okay be like right. they they'll be all right. Be and all right. like I'm not going to judge them for like being what they're into right now because you know, 10 years from now, whatever, they're going to hopefully understand the larger implications yeah, of stuff. Absolutely. And, uh, so I also like don't want to rush to be like, everything's ruined and, and all gamers are babies because in reality, they're not. And it, right. I think there are a lot more of us out there. Uh, and I just think that we just, it's a matter of reaching them because like there are people out there who like, like we said, like some of our friends who like, you know, some of them listen to the show every once in a while and we always appreciate it. But there are also the, uh, our friends don't necessarily need to be so tapped into the culture that they need to know about like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, GDC is canceled because to them it's like, that doesn't mean anything. Um, E3 is only just like, Oh, did a new call of duty get announced? No. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. Um, So I think it's more important about like reaching those people and the people who like might have a a taste for that kind of news and that kind of cultural insight and swing voters yeah exactly we're just trying to appeal to the swing voters uh shout out to my swingers out there um all right cool no, so you're right yeah yeah that's a that's good a question, good question word. um and this last question comes from eddie's murphy eddie murphy's law in, in discord such a good name such a good name uh who asks as the last day well uh, previously the last day of black history month and with cam coming back i wanted yeah, to ask back. why is smash bros so popular among black folk and then he added i hope this is not a sus question I'm black and I'm genuinely surprised to see how different the Smash community is compared to other fighting games. Uh, I think it boils down to access. Uh, I think in in fighting games in general, you see a lot more uh, black and brown folk, uh, especially like uh, Latinx people and black people in these spaces, like dominating these spaces Mm -hmm. uh, because of access. Right. Right. You can get a console. You can you can play that. You can go to an arcade and play some Street Fighter. Yep. You know, you can can get an arcade stick. They're everywhere. Right. Especially back growing up back in the day. Like they were in the laundromats. Yep. They were were cheap. Yep. You know, like my cousins in Barbados played. You know what I'm saying? Like like we're places where they couldn't get a console, but they can they couldn't get a PC, but they can go to a laundromat in their in their town and get it done. You know, so I think that starts it. And then, like, all these weird Venn diagrams cross with Smash Brothers specifically. <laughs> Yo, big time. Yeah, like, big right? It's like, it's like the anime, <laughs> oh my God. Mario, you know, it's Furries. everything you got in there. You, so you got Pokemon, all this stuff, and there's kids growing up now that, that that's what they grew up on. Yeah, you know? So, yeah, like, yeah. Smash was like, like, literally, when we saw Smash growing up, like, in N64 days, it was like, oh, this is everything I like? Yeah, it was and like w- Avengers the first time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's what it boils down to. I think it's like Smash. Uh, like the access. I mean, uh, one thing like I this is bar right around the corner. Um, every Tuesday they have a Smash tournament. Nothing but Spanish kids in there. Yeah, it's amazing. Right in Ridgewood, it's great. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful time. Yeah, and it's like maybe like one or two white dudes. Right, right, right. Like, but it's like 
overwhelmingly yeah. Latin community right there. Yeah. So it's like, I don't like, I, I can't really explain it. I don't know like what the, why it is, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. it, I really think it is access. Like That's something I've always wanted to explore in, in like a video series, like more in depth is that mm-hmm. like, you're 100% right. I think, I think it always boils down to access. Cause even us growing up as kids, like all we needed was one person to have the game. And then we would all come over. Maybe we'd even buy controllers, right. extra controllers. Seriously. But like all you needed was one person to have the game or one one place to have the game and just gather around. The other, I think the other contributing factor too is that like these games, especially Smash Brothers in particular, mm-hmm. like you get Street Fighter Five, Street Fighter Five, Street uh, Arcade Edition, mm-hmm. Street Fighter Six, Street Fighter Six, you know, whatever, Collector's Edition. There's so many different like iterations of Tekken Four, Tekken Five, Tekken Six, but Smash stays around for a while. And yeah. like and, and it's like very intentional, like it, it it gives enough time for like a scene to germinate and like grow up, right? And like there is um there's a beauty to that because like it's it's less um it's less like a you know annual series or even biannual series. It's 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 more of like there's time for you to like get to it and, and more more importantly, time for it to get to you. Yeah. So like yeah, access is one hundred percent. Yeah, and what it it, is. it's also like a party game, so yeah, like everybody yeah. knows Smash. You know, it's like the bar of entry is pretty low, so I think that also like is more welcoming. Yeah, uh, and the and the spaces again, like you see yourself in a space, you're not gonna be you're gonna be more inclined to go towards it. So, uh, I I I think that's that's what I can pinpoint. Uh, that's what like attracted me to like the fighting game scene in general, right. especially here in New York. It's like a huge Street Fighter. Uh, heavy scene mm-hmm. in the FGC. You got all these guys like Punk, he's from the Bronx. You got, yeah. you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Smug. All these guys. You got like commentators who are like, it, it's just it's just great to see. Like 100%. And they're like being 100% the New York selves. They're like, yeah, you know, yeah. like representing their culture. You got a lot of kids from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Like that scene is heavy out there. So it's like stuff like that is like yeah yeah really dope and yeah like you said too like when, when you're seeing the commentators and they're like you know two black commentators and they're fucking charming and they're and they're spitting out lingo that i understand right yeah and it becomes part of like the fgc lingo and then it becomes part of like gamer lingo yeah like popping off like yeah. that's a black thing like <laughs> yeah, that's a, like, yeah, yeah. like you know what i'm saying like yeah. that's like known now throughout all of fgc like right right you know communities and yeah, stuff so like yeah that. good good ass question yeah that is week, really good also uh black history month should be every month so continue to uh you know that's right paul you know what i'm, you know what I'm saying uh anyway jumping into feeling it feeling is where we take one thing that we absolutely love from the past week that we've stumbled across that we think is worth sharing uh yeah so i came across um uh amazon prime's got a new show called hunters um and it stars al pacino and a bunch of other people and it's about uh these people it takes place in the 70s late 70s like 77 i think is the specific year it starts and uh it follows al pacino who is a holocaust survivor and he's phenomenal oh man because <laughs> he's pacinoing the shit out of Hell this thing yeah. but you kind of like i've never really seen him in a role kind of like this where he's like a little bit more uh subdued mm. he's not doing the uh Hoo-ah. yeah he's not, he does that a little he does bit. that a, lot? a little bit a little bit but <laughs> nice. in a jewish way okay uh and it's very it's it's like very campy it's like one of those oh ragtag team we're gonna get the team together smoking aces style mm-hmm. and uh kill these nazis i know a guy yeah pretty much it takes place in new york in the 70s so it, there's a lot of like again it's very campy up front very violent and it's a lot of like it's very self-referential so you're getting a lot of like 
every 70s reference you can think of. Like, so the Star Wars references, there's fucking all these pop culture shits, mm. which is a little cringy at times, but it's like, it's fun. It's fun, yeah, stupid yeah. TV. And uh, hey, look at fucking what's his name? <laughs> fucking the BGs yeah, over here. Absolutely, it's all it's all of that stuff. And uh, but it, it like I don't know. It's it's really violent, and some of the stories they're telling in this is really brutal because they are talking about the Holocaust and stuff. Mm. I'm sure are referenced from real events that happen in these camps, and like Auschwitz, like you know, name by name and stuff Yikes. like that. So. It's it's I think it's really good. Um, I'm only like maybe five episodes in. Um, I'm having a good time with it. It's very like, you know, just put it on and watch. You don't have to like be super intense, but nice. Uh, I see ads for it everywhere. I, d- I didn't I didn't heard of it. Oh, wow. I was just like browsing. I was like, oh, Al Pacino. Yeah, you're like the king of that shit. You're, you're <laughs> like you browse things. Like, yeah, I just crazy. I just browse. Let's <laughs> go. The other day I saw like on Amazon Prime, there's a movie called Velocipaster. Yo, I know the director of that movie. <laughs> Wait, what? That's my boy. He actually, yo, he actually. <laughs> All right, now I got to watch yo, it. Shout out to, we went to school together. We went to SVA. That's crazy. Uh, his name is Brendan Steer. Shout out yeah. to Brendan Steer. Definitely support the Velocipaster. It's fucking hilarious. I think it started off as a thing that like at school, I believe. Yeah. He, uh, he may have shot it or maybe shortly afterwards. And then it went like viral. I remember at the time it was like on G4 and stuff. Because I remember hearing about this thing, but I was just like cracking up the other day. I got browsed and I was like. This is amazing. Yeah, that's my boy. I, yeah, I had to I had to like star it just so I can remember to watch yeah, it at some point. He uh, he wrote for the for the blog. We, yeah. did, we did a video once for back when I was trying to be like a YouTube channel, <laughs> the optional podcast or the optional rather. Yeah. Um it was actually on a, a Firewatch. Yeah. So I remember, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, so, that was Yeah, man, that dude's mad talented. He's like he's he's got a bunch of projects going on. Uh shout out to Brendan. Go follow him on uh on Instagram and all that. I think his name is just straight up Brendan Steer. So B R N B R N D A N S T E E R E. Shout free, to pl- free plug for you, Brendan. Yeah, shout out to, yeah, but uh, uh, Amazon Prime's good. Nice. Uh, use it. Um, <laughs> Hunters, I think you should check it out. Let me know what you think. I, I think not. it's not going to be for everybody. Like, it's one of those things. It, but I, I, if you like really campy, violent shit, uh, it's cool. And Killing Nazis is dope. Hell yeah. I yeah, yeah, support yeah, it's that. Like, I'm, Always support I'm so that. into it. Punch your fucking It's, it's brutal, some of the shit they do. Oh, nice. Yeah. You sold me already. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Mine uh, this week is a new show on Netflix that, I, that I've been, I heard about a while ago and I was actually looking forward to it. I didn't even know it came out. Mm-hmm. Called uh, Hentified. No, like, okay. Kind of like yeah. gentrified. Right. Um, so it's a story about uh, a Mexican-American family uh, in LA who have, who uh, the father of which owns a, or the grandfather really, owns a like a taco uh, shop, like a restaurant. And um, it surrounds that family, specifically uh, his grandson, uh, his nephew, I believe the daughter or the, nep- or the niece. I'm not entirely sure how she's related, but um, basically that small knit family in their community and how gentrification is impacting them. Mm-hmm. And um, it goes places, man. It, it talks like in the second episode, there's like a clip of Trump on the news. And like um, there's, uh, you know, there's there's talks about like, identity like self-identity in, in terms of like being a first generation american mm. and like how you struggle with that like you know american side of you or quote-unquote white side of you and how even you struggle within your own communities of like being rejected by your own people and like um trying to be a good man when the system is sort of set up against you in so many different ways and how to hold on to parts of your culture and your past that like have propelled you and your family forward in so many different ways and like learning to adapt to change and like all around this, uh, 
this family and their struggles with that. And, and it's really beautiful. It's actually, I think it's produced by like America for Ferrara is what her name is. I think okay. Uh, she's in Superstore. She's super dope. But, um, Oh yeah. I still need to watch that show too. It's a good show. This, it's, it's this looks good. good though. I saw yeah. the, I saw the um, trailer for it the other day and I was like, Oh, let me remind myself to like watch that. Yeah. I know some of the, like the actors, like they look familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I think the main guy, the son yeah. or whatever, he looks really familiar. Yeah. I can't, I can't place him. He looks super familiar too. But, um, yeah, it's really cool because like it's. I also really, um, I, I'm glad that there's a show that is talking about this kind of stuff, especially on like such a big platform. You know, when Netflix hasn't had the best track record of supporting those kind of marginalized voices yeah. and, and shows and stuff like that. So, um, this one is really cool because it also will just slip into Spanish and Spanglish back and forth. So you'll have like, excuse me, I'm super burpy today. Um, much like my interaction with my own family, I tend to not speak Spanish so much because my Spanish is mostly Spanglish and it's it's decent. I can get by, but I, every once in a while, I'll be like, fuck, how do you say this word? And yeah. I'll be in Spanish saying, like, uh, como se dice, uh, like, uh, <laughs> Laundry toast, toaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know how the fuck to say toaster, bro. Um, so uh, <laughs> there's like, there are characters like that and, the, and there are like, you know, there's a lot of, uh, so you'll see characters talking to, a family member in English and then they'll respond in Spanish. Yeah. And that's like almost exclusively how I talk to my parents, for example. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really, really heartwarming show. And, and it's like, it's very like, it's almost like uh, there's another show on Netflix that uh, my partner really enjoyed called um, Kim's convenience. And it's a, it's surrounds like a Korean, a Korean Canadian family um, as they have, they have like a little, um, like a deli, like a kind of like a bodega. And, and uh, it's, it's really cool. It's kind of like that show, but it, it's very, it's more a little edgier. It's like PG 13. So there's cursing. There's like, they smoke weed and yeah. like, you know, they drink and do, there's a, one episode where like one of them does acid. It's really funny, <laughs> but um, it's really good. It's funny. It's, it's heartwarming. Uh, it's got a really wonderfully diverse, sorry to use that word cast. Uh, not just like, you know, the obvious light skin Latinx folks that like might do well on the poster. There are yeah. like other folks in there that are like, you know, there's some like there's an uh, Afro Latina character in there, and she's like really cool, and like I want to learn more about her. I wish she, wish she I, I'm hoping they kind of bring her more into the, like the the main yeah. storyline. Season two, maybe season two, yeah, yeah. But um, it's it's cool, man. You, like a lot of faces you don't typically see in uh in these kinds of big big budget productions. Yeah, they need more stuff like that, like just more stories. Yeah, like the more you have, the better stories you're gonna get. One hundred percent. Make yeah. the pool bigger. So yeah, and like. Do y'all not want to make money? What the fuck? You saw, <laughs> yeah, so there's high. like untapped audiences out there. God, uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, check it out. It's on Netflix. I highly recommend it. Oh, um, that sounds good. Cool. So before we wrap up the show, how can the people find you online? Uh, you can catch me on Twitter uh, at Cappy Can't Lose. C A P I C A N T L O S E. Uh, I tweet stupid shit all the time. It's true. Twitter's it's true. not real, but you know you can catch me on there. Follow. follow. <laughs> Where about you? Uh, I am Polly Mayo. P O L I M as in Mario A Y O. Same name on everything. So follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. I, I almost have like ninety followers on Twitch, <laughs> and I don't know why people are following me on Twitch. But shout could, out to Twitch. Shout out to Twitch. I, I do. I'm trying to do it twice a week. I, I was going to do it Wednesdays and Sundays. I, I forgot this morning. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing a video game. That's all I can That's say. That's all you can say. Um, but. I'm, I, I do stream every Wednesday, so every Wednesday around eight or eight thirty, I'll hop on. And I'll, you know, I'm, I'm mostly playing No Man's Sky at the moment because you know I want to find an excuse to play that game. And uh, actually, last week we had someone pop in and we're like, I might want to play this game, so this is a cool way for me to get to know the game. And I was like, yeah. selling it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's a uh, stop on stop on by sometime Wednesday nights at eight or eight. Come through, come through. 
Um, all right, cool. Thank you so much for listening this week. If you have any questions or comments, send them over to questions at the-optional.com. We would love to hear from you. That's true. Please be sure to subscribe. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, and Spotify. You can take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes. Oh my God, we have more reviews. Bruh. Amazing. Bruh. Yo, I'm going to start like thanking you guys personally every week. I'm going to go Let's through. Do. We yeah. should do that as well as our... our Supporters. Oh, absolutely. If you want to support the show, you can do that at anchor.fm slash the optional podcast. Give, give us, us some a, fucking money. Uh, as low as a dollar a month. People give us money, which is mind blowing. Ridiculous. Uh, thank you so much. We love y'all. Our homepage is the optional podcast.com. That's where you can find the show and share it with your friends. As always, we're on Twitter at the optional NYC. And our show's music by the one and only Levi Pack. Shout out to Levi. Man. You can find him on Twitter at underscore L E V I P A C K. So until next time, everyone, peace. Peace. Podcast hosted by Paul Tamayo and Cam Brewster. Video game commentary for the rest of us. <laughs>